Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling Evolved. I am Tim Kennard, your host, and with me, my co-host, Stephen Davidson. Uh, Having a good week, sir? Fill us in. Having having a good week. Did you see the Amazon Prime Prime Day commercial? I, I saw it during NXT. It may have aired during other shows, too. Did you happen to catch it? not that i was paying attention no it was pretty cool advertising prime day which you know is like an mm-hmm. annual thing they're doing it two days yep. this year yeah fun fun little commercial had a little song okay a little song song went a little something like this get out of my dreams get into my cart <laughs> not even making it up Look at oh up. goodness! It was tremendous. That's, I don't know how awesome. how that worked out so well. Um, I will say just because it, it relates, Prime Day this year uh, they have Prime Gaming through Amazon for those gamers out there. And if you're uh, specifically a PC gamer, um, during I guess the 48 hours of Prime Day, they're going to be giving away like 50 games for PC just for free. You just have to be online when it goes live and you have a short time, I think, to claim the code and Hmm. then put it in and boom. Any wrestling games? games. I don't know. I don't know what all games are going to be on there. Oh, okay. So I'm going to be uh, checking in on that periodically myself. All right. Star Fox. Or, hey, I'll take a collection of Nintendo games. (laughs) Yeah. Don't think they have those on PC, but that's okay. (laughs) E.T. What? E.T. Phone home? <laughs> For Atari 2600. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't need to dig all those copies up. <laughs> I mean, Oh, man. Know. But yeah, <laughs> back to the show. Uh, do, we, do we have an update this week? I know last week we did a math-based wrestling okay, well, update. Well, uh, yes. We don't have this week's, but I've got last week's. Okay. Well, hey, that's good enough. See, Norm- so we can go with that. <laughs> all right yeah because stardom did not finish uploading yep. tuesday's show by the time uh for the love of god hopefully next week they'll have uploaded and hopefully next week we'll also be recording on thursday and not wednesday because that's hurting us too because mm-hmm. they have one fewer day to upload stuff um so we didn't have it last week last week's math-based wrestling we had a total of 39 matches. It's 18 stardom, 9 AEW, 4 Impact, 4 NXT, 3 WWE, and 1 NXT UK for a total of 5 hours, 9 minutes, and 48 seconds. It's up 8.7% from the previous week. The match average was 7 minutes, 57 seconds on the high end of, of average, a uh, drop of 5.2%. The shortest match was Anna J versus Rebel. Anna J beating Rebel in 54 seconds on Dark Elevation. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And the longest was the Queen of the Mountain match at Samiversary 
Jordan Grace becoming the Impact World Champion, Impact uh, Knockouts World Champion in 18 minutes and 20 seconds. So, yeah, that was last week, and hopefully next week we can finally catch up. Oh. See, normally if you go one-on-one. <laughs> All right. He's, yeah. I, I buy that from Scott Steiner. He just has no idea what he's doing. No, no, not at all. That was uh, all Scott and not you. All Scott. All Scott. Yeah. He's our sound guy. Uh, Did I tell you, I, I was at a wrestling con a long time ago to meet Bret Hart. We're talking like 2011 or something and was walking through the con and felt someone like bump into me very hard from behind. And I looked and it was Scott Steiner. He was just like barreling through the people as rudely as he possibly could. Yeah. Oh, Scotty. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I didn't help him with his math. Uh, yeah. Well, um, hey, we got to. The saga continues. Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. Naomi. Uh, of course, uh, we're going on what? A month now since uh, the yeah. walkout and um, being stripped of the women's tag team titles in wwe uh giving them up essentially they laid them down and walked out well that's true that's true but i mean then they announced that they were well of course stripped or whatever you can't Um, quit you're fired yeah and you know there's been lots of speculation um uh raj giri of course uh first reporting that he had heard uh sasha had been released this uh was kind of early last week um and then we were all kind of just waiting for something, for something, <laughs> confirmation. And we got some people, you know, I think uh, WrestleVotes ha- had chimed in and they had said they had also heard someone else kind of cooperating or saying that, yes, this is very likely true. <laughs> but then nothing official, you know, from WWE, which usually they're pretty quick to 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 get that narrative out there if that's the case. Um, but, uh, today, uh, we find out that, uh, you know, according to sources, um, that Sasha and Naomi are still listed on internal documents yeah. for WWE. Um, and to clarify that, cause some people were saying they've been put back on there. Uh, but it has been, as far as I've read, cleared up that no, it is intended to read that they have never left the internal documents. So it wasn't like they were gone. Then they, something happened and they put him back on there. This has still been ongoing from the start. Um, but I think this is a good sign that, you know, WWE is trying to work things out, I would think. Um, well, what, what and- Raj Giri is saying now, what he said over the past couple of days, is that he heard that Sasha was released on June 10th. Mm-hmm. And the release was done by the VP of business and legal affairs for talent relations, not Laurinaitis. Um, And the reason WWE hasn't said anything official is because they are trying to smooth things over and get her back. So that's, that's what he has heard. Um, He's not saying it's a hundred percent fact. He's saying that's what he's heard from his trust. I think he even, he even, he didn't like out his source, but he, he gave the name of the person that it came through. He gave the name of the, the VP. That, or the VP, that, yes. The VP. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he wasn't revealing anything that, you know, if you go to WWE's corporate website, you can't find yourself. Um, 
so yeah, people misinterpreted his his tweet as if he was outing a source, but he was not. He was just listing the name of the person who handled the release, right. assuming it happened, assuming which he thinks it, it does. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I can't. I mean, obviously, WWE would be stupid not to try and smooth this over. Yeah. Um, and I tell and, you, I mean, I, I feel like Stephanie has a better shot at it than Vince. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. Um, and, and, you know, no, and this is no, because I think Naomi's tremendous. I think she's amazing. I think she's awesome. But I don't think she's, you know, I think Sasha Banks is that once in a generation type of superstar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She's got it. She's, she's proved, uh, and I don't know about, this year particularly but before she's been a needle mover her ratings are always up for her segments when you get that breakdown so she's obviously someone that the fans tune in for Mm -hmm. uh whether she's in the face or heel Mm -hmm. you know if she's involved more eyes are on the product and you know so i can't imagine that they want to let that possibly go because you know, we talk about we'd love to see her go, you know, obviously to start. I mean, that would be awesome, you know. Oh, it would be amazing. But let's say she's released and AEW snaps her up. That could mean a very big boost in ratings for AEW. Yes. Um, it has that potential. Um, because that's someone that the the general audience cares about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, not only we both, the, we both love Cesaro, but I don't yeah. think he's going to be a huge shift in ratings. Right. I mean, obviously, for the fans that AEW caters, caters to, to, right. Um, those the ones that are already really watching, enjoy, you know, yeah. who already watch and we really enjoy uh, pro wrestling, uh, you know, just as much as sports entertainment. You know, we enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, a good match as much as the story. Uh, so Cesaro, you know, showing up was that was that was dope that was awesome Mm -hmm. forbidden door um and the crowd in the arena that was a crazy pop i saw the clip man he he got a crazy pop which was awesome but is that you know people are gonna be like claudio castagnoli you know an extra three hundred thousand people tune in no offense to, to to claudio who i think is one of the absolute best technical wrestlers. Oh, in yes, the world. for sure. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, Sasha would be uh, just a, a level above it. It's, it's kind of it would, it's like Chris Jericho when, mm-hmm. when AEW was like, Chris Jericho's here from the start, and people were like, Oh, Chris Jericho's gonna be there. This could mm-hmm. be something serious, right? You know, um. And I think if, if they could add Sasha, the same effect would be true. But I I don't know. Like, I, I, I want to kind of put a percentage on, you know, how likely do you think it is she stays with WWE? At this point, I'm saying 50-50. You think it's about a 50-50? Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're trying, obviously, and, and, you know, they're trying to work things out. I'd give it a little better than 50 50, but not much like maybe a 60 40, you know, just mm-hmm. slightly mm-hmm. giving my edge to WWE re-signing her. Essentially. If, if she was determined to go elsewhere, it probably could have happened by now. Yeah. If they hadn't at least said something to make her think 
about it. You know, she'd been like, no, it doesn't matter what you offer me. I'm gone. Let's just get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, if she does come back, I think we can look, we can start to look for significant changes in the way the women's side of things are presented. Yes, I agree. I think that would, I think that's the only way. Yeah. She comes back. If there's some kind of assurances that we're going to give this, you know, attention, we're going to make it matter. It's not just going to be random hodgepodge, like especially the women's tag division. Yeah. Um, but even the way they treat the the single stars. And, and I would think and she'd everything. have them put it in writing, like as part of her contract somehow. I don't know legally how that works, but I, I think in order to get her back, I think they're going to have to find some way uh, to really ensure her that positive things will happen for the whole division, not just for her. Yeah, I don't know how you could, like, I don't know what kind of verbiage you could use in a legal document to, to guarantee something like that. Um, I mean, you could always say guarantee that, you know, there will be six women's tag title matches on a premium live event throughout the rest of 2020. And if that doesn't happen, that's a breach of contract. Well, there Um, you go. Yeah. I mean, it's some, some, I don't know how legal that, I don't know if you can have stuff not relating to you in your contract, but I mean, yeah, that's that's why I was getting, I I don't know. Yeah, If both parties agree to it, I don't see why not, but I don't know. I don't know this stuff. I I teach math. I have no idea. Uh, We, I guess we'll see. Mm -hmm. Or if they gave her a piece of the booking. Ooh, let her be co co booker. That's caused so many problems doing that with talent. Yeah, that's like, do I, would I really want that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you um, never know where the line is when yes. it comes to stuff like that. Like, where does the power of the talent stop? Hogan's creative control stopped where? We still don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. I, I, if I was WWE, I wouldn't do that with her or with anybody. Um, yeah, with or it, if I, I was any wrestling that. promotion, I wouldn't do that. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it how it gets. It's it's an interesting story for sure. And I know I miss Sasha. I tell you that. I imagine you know if what if she shows up at Money in the Bank? I know, I know. Yeah, it's like whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting things. But yeah, some more news coming out about that. Wanted to talk about it. We also we got to talk about Data Brooke. Yeah. Um, and you know, right off the jump, get well soon, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, she was involved in uh, what I believe was a pretty serious car wreck. Um, She said it was serious. Yeah. I don't know anything about this beyond her tweet. Yes. Beyond her tweet, I have no other information, but she seems to be on the mend, you know, uh, objectively she's fine. Um, I think came out very lucky with Mm -hmm. what seems like hopefully minor injuries, Mm-hmm. Um, or manageable injuries, I guess we'll say. Right. Uh, but outside that, we have no details. But um, obviously, uh, you know, Dana's awesome, and mm-hmm. I want her to be gone long. She's been, you know, she was trying her best to make that twenty four seven title kind of mean something. I like that they they let her run with it. I thought that was yeah. great. It's been a, a a valuable part of the a noteworthy, memorable part of the show since she's had it. And yeah, I think she adds a lot to it. And she gave us a boost a few weeks ago too. She helped us. Sure. She helped us out. So we appreciate that. And yeah, we hope she heals up quickly and comes back soon. 
Yeah. If you listen to the show and you're on Twitter, hey, send uh, Dana a note. Tell her to get well soon. I'm sure she'd yeah. love to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and hurry back. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll kick it over to you. What would you like our next topic to be, sir? Uh, well, we have some impact coming up this weekend, don't we? That is true. We do. I believe uh, we looked it up. It is Against All Odds. Against All Odds is this one, though. <laughs> That's the name they picked out of the hat for this one. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, but a couple of interesting women's matches on the show. Yes. Uh, we have uh, a tag match with uh, Mickey James. It was quite kind of a grudge match thing going on. We had Mickey James and Mia Yim taking on Deanna Prazzo and Chelsea Green. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love all four of these ladies. I, this, yeah, I, it's I'm going to be great. I can't wait for this match. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be awesome. I, I, um, I'm, I'm glad the Mickey Chelsea thing hasn't died down because it, it never really felt like it finished. Yeah. You know, it didn't feel like we ever got a real resolve. Yeah. Of, like a blow off. Of like, okay. The feud is, is settled. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad they're doing that. I mean, Chelsea's doing uh, arguably the best work of her career right now character work and in ring she is not she's nothing to sneeze at um she, she found herself yeah. teaming up with a uh, maxi impaler on nwa this week oh really yeah yeah that's um, awesome defeating uh missa kate and genocide genocide oh yeah what a match oh that sounds yeah. awesome yeah it was it was it was fun yeah um and you got Diana Perazzo, who, you know, for the past two years has been doing wonderful things mm-hmm. uh, in Impact. Um, Mickey James, like I say, for me, arguably the GOAT, <laughs> if not, you know, top three all time at this point, still going, still kicking ass, still great yeah. in the ring. Still great. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mia Yim, who thankfully, uh, you know, was gone for the longest time, is back and is awesome. Yeah. Who doesn't like the HBIC? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> She's also, this is going to be a great tag match. Can't wait for this. I know what you're saying. I don't know if everybody else knows what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but look it up, um, HBIC. Mm. If you don't know what he's saying, just look it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who I want to say is going to come out with a victory, though. It's hard to call. There's nothing on the line. There's nothing at stake. It really doesn't matter who wins. It just depends on what story they're choosing to tell. And how do we know that? Yeah. So, and because there's, again, nothing on the line. So this almost feels like this is where the heels win. Mm -hmm. To kind of help progress the story for the faces to overcome. Yeah. You know, that's what it kind of feels like to me. Um, and I think the face is winning the other women's match. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, that would be Jordan Grace uh, defending uh, in a rematch. Well, not a rematch, I guess. A first one-on-one, but a chance mm-hmm. for Tasha to try and regain her title. Right. Um, so, which I think, again, is going to be awesome now. The question is, is this going to be, okay, now Tasha's going to do something else for a while? Or is this the beginning of a feud between Tasha and Jordan? That's a good question. Yeah. I think they could, they could, I mean, why, why blow it off just two weeks after she loses the title? I, I can see them maybe taking this at least to the next big show. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, because this one is, a, the, you know, one of the Friday ones, it's one of those you feel is kind of like, well, this is kind of like an in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not 
it's not Slammiversary. It's not right. one of the big ones. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think maybe this would just be the start of something with Tasha and let this go. I don't know what the next pay-per-view proper for them is coming up. Uh, it's it's not till October. Oh, whew. yeah. Gonna, I don't think they're going to drag it that long. <laughs> no, no, um, I don't think so either. But they, but I mean, they should have more shows on their streaming service before that, though. Yes. But that's the uh, next so, pay-per-view. Okay, so probably like the next big streaming show that they have that's you know you build to that maybe another month down the line Mm -hmm. um but yeah but no i think no question jordan's retaining yeah 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 i'm looking forward to though i mean we 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 talk about how much we love impact and what they're doing with the women and yeah i always look forward to to their shows and their stuff yeah so i can't wait to see that um we'll be watching it together which is awesome because we're hanging out this weekend yeah can't wait it was going to be mostly uh, like a you know video game and money in the bank weekend, and now it's now wait wait we got SmackDown we got uh, Impact <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> we yeah Rampage stuff. Rampage yeah. don't forget uh, to level up level up yeah. <laughs> but uh, still can't believe that's the name of their show <laughs> I like it it makes sense I do. right they're like they're like the level ones just yeah. coming in. I and think the, they get better on the show and they level up to the next uh, to the next show. The intro to level up should be like an eight bit eight bit remix of a bunch of the wrestlers. I bought the eight bit John Cena shirt. It's the first John Cena shirt I've ever owned. It's an awesome shirt, though. It's oh a great God. shirt. Yeah, I've it already is got tremendous. it. Tremendous. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you? That's, that's yeah. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So I mean. Speaking of uh, John Cena, of course, Raw, we had 20 years of Cena celebration, and we had some uh, more uh, revelations for Money in the Bank coming mm-hmm. SmackDown up. SmackDown, too. Uh, and SmackDown, yes, yeah, SmackDown as well. Uh, we got a couple more people to add to the Money in the Bank ladder match, Shotzi being the first on SmackDown, um, which, again, I said was kind of what I thought was going to be the choice because she's going to be that. Well, yeah. she was supposed to wrestle Aaliyah, though, and Aaliyah, I guess, is hurt or something. It ended up being Tamina. Apparent, yeah, and then Tamina was the audible kind of at the last second. So don't know exactly the nature of the injury. At least I haven't yeah. read. No, um, I, that, that's literally the only thing I've heard about it is what they said on commentary. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I know nothing else about it. Yeah. Yeah, so ho- hopefully it's nothing serious. Hopefully, you know, things are all right. Um, yeah. And get well soon to Aaliyah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Shotzi uh, gets that spot. Uh, so we got our our oh my god moments cinched uh, uh, in for the women. I'm sure. I I, I saw uh, someone tweet uh, a a gif of like someone getting watching TV and then getting up in frustration and walking away. And the tweet said, "My reaction of anyone but Shotzi wins Money in the Bank." And have I knew have I got news for that little tweeter? Um, <laughs> Shotzi ain't winning Money in the Bank. I don't know for sure who it's going to be, but I'm telling you, it's not going to be Shotzi. What if it was? <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> it's not going to be Shotzi. But I'm it, saying, it what would, if? Yeah, then I would be wrong, but I'm not going to be wrong about that. Shotzi's not winning money in the bank. It makes I, no sense. I mean, I don't think so either. Yeah, but, there's um, no plan for it. Yeah, I mean, I'd love for Shotzi to get a push. Sure. But like, like I say, that's 
there's nothing really leading into this. Not that WWE couldn't use it as an excuse for a push out of nowhere, they but I just could. don't think that's where we're going. It's not the way they work. Um, and then, uh, of course, on Monday, we did have a last chance uh, elimination match. Very predictable last chance elimination match. <laughs> How yeah. so? How was it predictable, Steve? <laughs> Who else was going to win that? Like, are you kidding me? It, hey, they main evented though. Again, the women main eventing. At le- yeah, at least the women were the main event. At least yeah. they were the main event. But yes, of course, finally, she has got herself into the Money in the Bank ladder match yeah. as we predicted she would. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch claiming that last spot. Um. So we have, just to review, Shotzi, Becky, uh, Liv, Alexa. Um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? She just came back. <laughs> uh, Lazy Evans. Lacey Evans. And one more? Who am I forgetting? Uh, there are seven of them. Who, who, who didn't we say? Um, so you said... Liv and Alexa. Alexa. Okay. And Becky. Shotzi. Shotzi. Lacey. Raquel. 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 Um, that's six. And, and uh, Oscar. Duh. Oscar. Duh. 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 Yeah. Oscar. Okay. Yeah. So we have our full field. Oh. How's it gonna go down? <laughs> well, we, we've said okay, no Shotzi. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be Shotzi. Okay, who's um, not winning? Who's um, not winning? here's my thought. I'm afraid Becky's gonna win, and I'm kind of leaning towards Becky. But I think the best way to go is for someone from Raw to win. That's not Becky, so that Becky can have a program with them and can chase after them and interact with them after she loses again. I don't think somebody, I don't think anybody from SmackDown is going to win. I think it's going to be somebody from Raw, either Becky herself or someone that Becky can hound after she feels that they cheated her. Okay. So let's. For the sake of the show, let's say Becky isn't the winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you're saying nobody from SmackDown. So no Raquel, no Shotzi, no Lacey. Yeah. That leaves us Asuka, Liv, and Alexa. Yeah. God, I want to say Liv so bad. I want to say Liv so bad. I just, I, I'm so... I'm so cautious about getting my hopes up because how many times have I gotten my hopes up in the past, whether it be for Liv or for Sasha or back in the day for Daniel Bryan. Like I've been through this so many times with so many different talents where I'm like, this is their time. This is their time. And it's not their time. Um, I want it to be Liv so bad. Um, And she did get a win over Alexa on Raw. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she would be the right choice to win i can see them giving it to oscar to keep the becky oscar program going that's what i was going to say that i I, I get this feeling 
because and uh, something else that makes me kind of think that too is Oscar did win that money in the bank, but she never really got to use it like right. storyline wise. Right. So are they like, wait, we have this story; it's already written, and 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 like a, a direction for this, and now we've got Becky, and she can feud with Oscar, and we can, you know, change a few things here, and we've already got this ready-made program. I can um, also see Becky and Oscar kind of keeping each other from winning it, like canceling each other out. And maybe somebody like Liv taking advantage of maybe Oscar's about to win or Becky's about to win and the other one stops them. And suddenly Liv standing there and everybody else is down and she scrambles up and grabs it. I can see something like that happening too. That could keep the Becky Oscar thing going. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could. Oh, I'm, I'm going to say Liv wins. I'm going to say Liv wins. You're going to say Liv wins. Okay. I'm going to say. Okay. I am going to go outside the box and say someone from SmackDown is going to win. Okay. And it's going to be Lacey Evans. Okay. Uh, That wouldn't shock me. I mean, I could also easily say Raquel because they Mm -hmm. seem to be building something with Raquel and, and Ronda. But I think Lacey's the more likely choice. Mm hmm. Um, even though I guess she's technically being billed as a face. Yeah. Right now. So yeah, she is. I mean, of course, so is Raquel technically. Mm-hmm. Shotzi's only real heel there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would love for Liv to win. I think, you know, cause I think she deserves it. It is. She's, she's on that cusp. She needs to have her time. And I think this would be a great way to show that they understand the fans want to get behind her and they want to give her support and a push. Uh, I'd be thrilled with Oscar winning. Cause she's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, Becky's one of my favorites, but I don't want her to win. Cause I think it would be horrible for this character. <laughs> yeah. I think for the most better part, ways I'm, to do this. I, I'm pulling for Liv, but I'm mostly pulling for not Becky. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and if Alexa won, I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Love Alexa. I, I really want her to turn heel. She, she's so much better when she's the she heel. is. She is. Um, she seems more comfortable. Yeah, it's more I natural think, for I, her. And I almost think the reason that hasn't happened because she's such a good heel is right now you've got the alpha heel in Becky right now on yeah. the brand. And you know, only room for one mega heel at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which yeah, shouldn't no, be the rule, but it does seem to be the case in the women's division. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this match. I am. Yeah. I'm pumped for Money in the Bank. I, I'm, I'd love to see a sequence like Becky puts the disarmer on Asuka, like through the ladder, like pulling her arm through a rung. Oh, I think and there's a good chance it. of that. Yeah. And, and because she's so mad at Asuka for taking opportunities away from her, then she doesn't notice on the other side of the ladder is like Liv or Alexa climbing up to get the money in the bank. I was in a uh, fatal four-way steel cage match on WWE 2K22 a few days ago. And mm-hmm. I, it's it's tough to win four-way matches it's, it's just yeah. tough because there's always somebody there to break up the pin and pins mm-hmm. counted 
and I was playing as Sasha and I just couldn't, every time I had somebody beaten, somebody was breaking it up. And one of my opponents was climbing the left side of the cage. A second one climbed, they got to the top. Like they had one leg over. One of the other opponents goes up, starts hitting them. My other opponent goes up and starts to try to take them down too. And I'm like, you all have fun. And I went to the right side and climbed over and won the match. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, all three of those morons were on the left side, not paying any attention to what I was doing. Oh, oh, you guys going to hang out over there? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go over here. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Couple other matches, uh, right? No, just is, no. Oh, Ronda's, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ronda's taking on Italian. What I think will be a really good, maybe even a great match. Ronda's uh, winning. I mean, there's no question. Oh, yeah, unless something crazy happens and Ronda gets hurt in the match and they have to call an audible or something like that. That's the yeah. only way. A legit Ronda injury is the only way she doesn't win this match. Yeah. Uh, so I think Ronda wins, but I like to say these two have great chemistry. Uh, Natalia helped train Ronda, mm-hmm. so I, I think it's going to be a good match, technically, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. technically sound good match. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, of course, uh, Bianca defending against Carmella. Mm-hmm. Bianca Bianca's wins. winning. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, this match wasn't even supposed to there. happen. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm excited to see if Carmella can step up again, like she did against Sasha, um, mm-hmm. and because we know she can go, um, mm-hmm. she just has to have the the right opportunity and the and the right opponent. And so, uh, yeah, this this match could be much better than people are expecting it to be. I don't want to say and this is just popped in my head right now, but when I look back at old NXT um, and. Uh, you know, Enzo and Cass and then Carmella coming out with them. Did you ever suspect that she would go from what she was to where she is now? You know, I've, I've thought often that there have been many women that have outlasted the men that they debuted with and yeah. gone on to become bigger stars. And she's another, another example of that. Lita was an example of that. I mean, there have been mm-hmm. a lot that have done that and, yeah, it's so hard to predict that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, Enzo and Cass were so over at one point that I would have never thought that they would kind of, you know, drift away. Like well, they did. I mean, yeah, Enzo and Cass were so over at one point that I even, and this is because it popped up in my Facebook memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it was about Mania or uh, a pay per view after Mania about where they had a chance of the tag team titles. Yes. And, and the Hardys they, won. The Hardys came back and won. That was a wrestling. Uh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. No, and I I I I liked that decision. I guess this was after this, because I don't think they fought the Hardys. or maybe it was right before. I can't remember, but it was a, it was just a uh a standard tag match for the titles that they had. Mm. But they ended up losing, and I thought it was just a horrible call because they were so over at the time. How do you not put the straps on? Yeah. It's just like I, I didn't get it, um, but yeah. But as over as they were, look who's per- persevered. Yeah, Carmelo's last been, one standing. Yep, at least on the stage. The, a ba- money in the bank winner, a uh, women's champion, a, a tag team champion. I mean, yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw Johnny Fairplay at the gym today. Oh, did you? I did. He's hanging yeah. out at the gym. 
Yeah. Uh, I think people think that. I'm joking when I say I'm not joking when I say that. No, like, like he's he, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lives in my town. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Money in the Bank, I'm looking forward to it, you know. I, I, I like was reminded event. of that, by the way, because there was one day I was standing in Target at the greeting cards. I don't know, looking for a Father's Day, Mother's Day, birthday card, something. And I heard suddenly to my right, Enzo and Cass's theme music. Ah! And, and <laughs> as a ringtone, and I turn and I look and it's Johnny Fairplay. He had a set as his ringtone and his phone was ringing in Target. Yeah, that's what made me think of that. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's great um so let's see uh so yeah money in the bank should be a fun show predictable title matches but they should be good matches and money in the bank match itself uh should be excellent and really it's a it's a toss-up I mean, we make predictions but we don't know it could really be yeah. one of a number of people so okay uh what's the over under on whether we get a surprise uh return whether that be a sasha a naomi a bailey or i'll even say aria uh less than 10 percent. you think so yeah there's always a chance but i i I don't expect it i think when they do a big return it's going to be on a raw or smackdown probably a raw that's what they, they tend to save it for the TV shows and don't really do them at pay-per-views for the most part or premium live events. Yes, premium live events. The PLEs. PLEs. The please. <laughs> please let oh, them win. Please let them win. Please be a good show, <laughs> WWE. Please put that man in a retirement home. Word is anyway. Drake Maverick is on the Raw creative team. Well, and I I saw him when Cena is coming in yeah. for the 20th anniversary. He was in the crowd, kind of hanging yep. out there in the back. Which mm-hmm. I will say, I loved all the Cena stuff. I thought it was oh great yeah on Raw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tremendous. Um, specifically, the hug with Dolph Ziggler was amazing because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Dolph was like, "Oh, I don't want to do it because I'm a heel," but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. But <laughs> but yeah, I did see Drake Maverick there too. Uh, so that I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe he's doing raw creative. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's maybe it'll help. That's the word going around. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. So, from one gimmick match being Money in the Bank, leading us into some stardom news because they had a pay per view this weekend, which had some gimmicks that we were very very anxious to see. Of course, you got to. I haven't yet because they haven't posted, but. Uh, tell me all about it. I want to know. Give me all okay. the beats. Okay. Wait, there's one more thing I want to talk about first. Oh, we okay, got clarification okay. on Roxanne Perez. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> let's, For NXT. let's do that first. Yeah. Because Roxanne and Cora did take on uh, the, the, the life of the party, Caden and Katana on NXT mm-hmm. this week. Um, I think Caden and Katana, they're leaning heel, aren't they? It seems like it. Which like I not... love them as faces. I mean, so yeah. often we say so-and-so needs to be a heel. I love them as faces. I agree. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're they're kind of walking that that line. They're they're they're, they're yeah, dipping tweener. their toe in the heel water. Yeah. Um, but it's not full on heel. Right. Um, 
So I don't know if this is just for a little short time because it was, you know, they needed someone. Because they were against faces. Yeah. Roxanne and Cora. Um, so. But um, so Roxanne and Cora won the match. Yes. And they, they clarified that this was not Roxanne using her um, uh, breakout tournament title match. Right. This was a separate thing where they they earned a separate title match. So she can still use it against Mandy if if and when she chooses to. Yeah, because even Mandy, you know, cut the promo backstage. She's like, she better not be thinking about using that against me. She should have had to use it for the tag team title opportunity. And then, of course, a returning Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Pops into frame and we got Nikita versus Mandy, which I thought was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially non-finished. So this is going to keep going. Oh, yes. Um, and then maybe we get Nikita versus Roxanne, which was probably what one of the finals, what the finals were going to be. <laughs> could have been, could have been, yeah. So, um, yeah, so good stuff going on there. But yeah, yeah. at least... Uh- at least we're they're not wasting that title opportunity on a tag match. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, stop doing stuff like that. That that makes very little sense. Um, oh, uh, Thunder Rosa too, and Tony Storm went head to head. Oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah, we're, we just want to talk about these the Stardom Cage match <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, no AEW. Of course, we had Forbidden Door, which uh, you know. We didn't know what it was going to look like overall because of a lot of injuries heading into this one um, yeah. all over the place. Um, but then it kind of, I don't know if I say weirdly, I'm glad it was on there because at least the women got a match. Right, right. But <laughs> on it didn't the pay-per-view. fit the theme of the show. I would Because there were rumors like maybe they, you know, bring somebody in from Stardom or Joshi uh, to do a women's match. Um, but Stardom had their own but, pay-per-view. But they had their own pay-per-view. Um, so... I'm glad that we got this match and it was from everything that I've read. Cause I didn't get to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't either. Uh, yeah. But the clips it about that 10 I minutes. didn't get to see. Yeah. And I I've heard it was very well received. Yeah. Uh, as far as the opinions I've seen of some of the people who actually value their opinion <laughs> on, ah, okay. on, on wrestling takes uh, have said that it was, oh, you, it was you have those. <laughs> I have a few, I, a few I, people that I don't mind. I'm still looking. <laughs> Again, uh, Andy Murray, what culture? I think you two have uh, oh, he's very, very he's similar uh, tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was one and, of the ones talking about the match, too. So, and, and, and both in wrestling and tennis. Yes. And in tennis. I'm sure he, he must hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder he's how often he gets it. <laughs> oh, man. It's like Michael Bolton in office space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm a Michael Bolton fan, and I am not ashamed of it. Dude no, I, Michael Bolton is awesome, write. dude. He was a great writer. He doesn't get credit for that. He wrote, okay. or at least co-wrote, most of the music he did, his songs, his lyrics. Yeah, people don't give him credit for that. That's true. That's true. Hit after hit after hit. Yeah. And his resurgence with Lonely Island was incredible. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I still listen to Jack Sparrow. It's, it's great. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, tangent achieved. Uh, <laughs> it's our show. It's our show. No, for show. But uh, Thunder Rosa retaining. Which so what's this I mean now for, for 
but now we've we've had the title shot now tony had her title shot and she lost it's a similar thing that they did with ruby yeah bring her in give her a title shot she loses and what's ruby done since not much not much really um, so why why just blow these title shots so quickly why not keep building them and make your audience really salivate for it yeah that, and again, we, we always compare things to, to, you know, what we grew up on, the old school wrestling. But yeah, that's what made the fervor for those matches so great. And get it's to why that we still remember them. of anticipation. We still talk about them. Because it wasn't that, oh, this is the 15th time this year on pay-per-view that these two have <laughs> right. They're tied seven apiece. Who's finally going to break it? It's like, oh, you know, Rose's beat Tony three times. So in a year when they have another program, why do we care? Yeah. And, you know, not, I'm again, I don't mean it that super sarcastically because it's those two. I mean, just in general, you could have inserted yeah. any two names there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and there are ways to do it so that it works, but I get, I, I'm more focused on the fact that this was Tony's first title shot. And I feel like, much with ruby the same with ruby that the first title shot should have really hold off on it a little bit yeah and and let them win matches over other people not just like two people like let them win matches over most of the the roster and build work their way up to earn that title shot so that when it finally happens it's like oh this has been coming for a while and then then pull the trigger on it when people are really, really wanting to see it. Don't just give it to them right away because now that first title shot's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and AEW specifically at this point, they have done a real, and again, on the men's side, they've done a really good job of building up some of these first time encounters mm-hmm. uh, with some of, you know. Well, like Punk, Punk didn't get his first title shot right when he came in. No. He, but even, even, even a bunch if you of take guys. title shot out of it, the mm-hmm. way they built the punk MJF clash, mm-hmm. uh, the way they built um, Jericho and uh, I think it was MJF as well, mm-hmm. where MJF is like, you got to face all these people. You got to fight yeah, all the yeah. mini bosses before you get to the big boss. Right. right. Um, and the boss fight. If so everybody knows how to up. do it. But yeah, we we don't they're not doing it on the women's side. And I don't right. understand why. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, <man. laughs> yeah. You, you, don't get me started. Yeah, um, don't get me started. And some guy, uh, and I, it, it pained me to read it on a site. A guy wrote an article, and it was, uh, "It's time to face it. Women's wrestling doesn't draw." And oh I was God. just like, oh, "Oh," but I read it, and he's not hating on women's wrestling. He really isn't. He was like. He's like, let me get out of this way first. It should draw. I want it to draw. But, and he gives me all these reasons. Like, I just don't, the reason that, you know, Vince is never going to come around. And the reason that Tony is how he is with his division is because they've settled themselves with the fact that they think women aren't a draw monetarily, you know, not competence in the ring how well they can have a match none of that but commercially is i think their sticking point or at least tony's well the thing is though the way to make a main eventer is to present them as a main eventer that's it that's all you have to do and so the people draw money when you present them as someone 
who are worth your money. Roman Reigns is drawing this money because that's how he's presented. Kenny yeah. Omega draws money because he's presented as the main event. And so that's how the fans view him. So if you present them in a way that tells people they're worth money, then they will draw money. I mean, it, it's that simple. So it's, it's a choice that's made and it has nothing yes. to do with women versus men. It has just, it's talent versus talent, not talent. I'm not pitting the talents against each other. I'm just saying any individual talent, not any individual talent, but any talent that has capability can get over as a main eventer if they're put in that position consistently. Yes. Yes. Male or female. Um, male or female. And yeah, this is where Tony misses a lot of opportunities because he's yeah. not these names like a Tony Storm, like a Ruby Soho that have this name value because they, you know, and I don't, they've come from WWE where they've garnered a following yep. exposure. You bring them into your company hoping for more exposure, but how do you get exposure when you relegate them to the mid card? <laughs> to dark, dark elevation. And to dark and, and not yeah. to really Athena was on dark. Them this week oh athena. athena yeah was on dark this week yeah wow oh my god yeah oh there you go one she gets one match on on television and they yeah. immediately put her on dark yeah yeah her record popped up one and oh at the bottom of the screen it was her second match it's like on, on one hand i'm like okay I, I, and i don't i don't want to hate on dark i don't want to hate on elevation and I get it for because they, they're trying to still use the records as a way to, you know, do title shots and opportunities and stuff like that. So in order for people to build up their record, they got to be having matches somewhere. So having sure. them on dark, even though they're not given a lot of time and all that stuff, it allows you to boost that record. So I get that part of it, but still it's just like, come on. Yeah. You do the creative for all this stuff. Why can't, why has it got to be a one minute match? Why has it got to be a two minute match? Why can't we get seven? It's like, why yeah. can't it be a match? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see what's next for Tony. Um, I feel like there's nowhere to go, but down for her now. And I, I guess that's okay. really what I was getting at when it comes to the building to the first title match. Cause if you're building that first title match, they're still working their way up and they're gaining reputation. But if yes. you if you blow that first title match a month, two months into their their tenure, then there's nowhere to go but down. They can't go back up. They can't go higher than they've already been without winning the title. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of hope that maybe they turn this in. Maybe we get some more out of this. Maybe it isn't like, okay, now who's next? And it's not Tony. Maybe Tony has a heel turn. <laughs> Yeah, it's possible. It's certainly and possible. We get, uh, you know, an extension of this feud. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, of course, as we're recording, Blood and Guts <laughs> has started it has. for AEW. Yeah. Viewer discretion is advised. Um, yeah. But we'll have to wait and see what, uh, what we learn tonight yes. when we go back and watch it. Yep. We'll but see. Okay. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. Now, All please right. tell me about these cage matches. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with the one that was presented as the main event, um, which was the, oh, hold on, <laughs> before, hold on, before I even get to these, I don't know what the F this was, Tim, but on the 
pre-show. I don't technically I don't know that it was a pre-show, but early in the show. Either before or shortly right after the first match on the show. We see I don't know what this was. We see Saya Kamatani in the back, mm-hmm. like running down the hall, like she's running for her life. And she runs into a bathroom and she she kind of bends over the sink and then looks up in the mirror. And there's a figure in a hooded robe with a skull mask on. She screams. She runs out of the bathroom. The camera's following her. So is this figure. The figure grabs Rossi, who's standing there, chokes him down to the floor, and then grabs Saya and chokes her down to the floor. And the camera cuts, and no mention of it is made again. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it was the most unstardom-like thing I've ever seen on stardom. It reminded me of Hogan Warrior in WCW. Oh my god. Um, maybe it's Rossi's, maybe he's taken like a film class and this is like a student film and he got it lost and mixed up in the feed. Oh, what's funny is they, they, you know, when they went back out to the arena, there's Rossi sitting in the front row like he always does. Just sitting there. He's always there in the front row. Every show he's sitting there. And there he was. I'm sorry, Stardom, you get an F for continuity. (laughs) Right. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. No idea. What if they never reference it again? (laughs) I think my favorite part was that the crowd after gave it the typical polite applause. (laughs) They were like, oh, yeah. So, yes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, who knows? That was a rousing, good choking, my (laughs) It was. Two of them, indeed. (laughs) Two of them. Uh Bully, bully, bully. (laughs) Yeah. And Saya came out for the main event later. Like, nothing had gone on. It looked um, like she'd been choked. <laughs> no, into unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? I didn't. I yeah, um, yeah. So that that happened. Okay, that, that happened. happened. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, fight in the top was the name of the show. I feel like something got a little lost in translation there. Fight in the top. Wouldn't it be fight to the top or fight at the top? Maybe fight in the top. In the top. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I do feel like something's yeah. lost in translation there. Um, but yeah, presented as a main event was the the six woman tag stars and Queen's Quest. Uh, it was uh, Utami, Saya, Kamatani, and Izumi against uh, Hazuki, Kaguma, and Mayu Watani. Um, this was uh, so you could only win by escaping the cage. All three okay. members had to escape over the top, not through the door. Um, and it was a lot of fun. This was um, this was more of um, I don't want to say stunt show because that I mean it wasn't just it wasn't like a Young Bucks match or a Lucha Bros match. Like they had actual substance to it, but they were definitely out there having fun. Uh, these confirmed these were the first two cage matches stardom's ever had okay um, yeah 
And so this was something new for them, something to play around with. And when Kaguma made this initial challenge, um, she said she wants to like jump off something even higher than the ladders that they used in December. Um, So like that was her goal. And so it came down. uh, Mayu was not thrilled to be in this match. She made that very clear from the beginning. So um, she was out first. She was happy to be out of this match. She escaped the cage (laughs) as soon as she could and she was done. Um, it eventually came down to Azumi and Kaguma. And uh, Azumi's down. Kaguma climbs to the top of the cage. Azumi's laying there. Kaguma turns around and leaps to the outside. Instead of onto Azumi, she leaps to the outside to win the match. Um, the, everybody else was there to catch her. And it made sense that everybody was there, both opponents and, and teammates alike, because the opponents would want to try to keep her from crawling, from scaling down. And, right. you know, her teammates would want to stop them from stopping her. Um, but she just uh, jumped onto all of them from the top of the cage and stars won the match. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a very fun match. And Kaguma, yeah, kudos to Kaguma. Uh, she just keeps growing and growing on me. Hazuki and Kaguma right now are my favorite tag team in wrestling. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I'll, yeah, I'll be mentioning that again a little later. The match before that was Tom Nakano versus Natsupoi, also in a steel cage. Um, so there's a history here. That, that they were building off of. Natsupoi was in stardom before. Um, she had a previous run. She was at the time going by Natsumi Maki was her name. Um, and then she left and she went to Actress Girls, the Actress Girls promotion. And that's where Tom started. And they met okay. and became friends in Actress Girls. Tom stayed there about a year. And just felt like it wasn't the right place for her for whatever reason. She wanted to go elsewhere and grow. And so she left and she told her friend, Natsumi Maki, now Natsupoi, that she was leaving and, and Natsupoi said, I support you. I'll miss you, but I wish you well. Um, and so Tom moved on, moved on to stardom eventually. And uh, after she left, Natsupoi did interviews where she said she felt like Tom had betrayed her by leaving. And was not saying the things in public that she had said to Tom's face. And Tom has been hurt by that ever since. Um, And Natsupoi has felt hurt by Tom leaving Actress Girls. And so there's this whole history of these these two who used to be close friends, but felt real life betrayal by Tom leaving for for stardom. Um, There is no better storyteller in wrestling than Tom Nakano straight up she knows how to tell a story how to use an outside story to tell an in-ring story and that's what they did in this match i've never seen a match like this um for one the cage physically it was a fence style like fencing okay um but it wasn't pulled completely taut so it had give um which made it look and maybe feel i don't know um more brutal 
uh, because they'd get slammed against it and then they'd fall between the cage and the ropes instead Ooh. of bouncing off the cage and like, you know, landing in the ring. No, there was no bouncing off the cage. The cage said, come here. I got you. Um, and so there was a lot of that, but their approach to telling the story was just completely different from anything that I've seen in any wrestling match because they wrestled it like nobody else was there. They wrestled it like it was just them. They weren't worried about pacing. They weren't worried about over-the-top professional wrestling theatrics. They didn't do any of that. It felt like two friends who needed to fight fighting. Um, and the, there was no blood, which is fine. They didn't need it. But what there was were lesions and bruises and swollen cheeks and scrapes um wounds which is honestly more realistic if you're if you scrape somebody's face up against a chain link uh, a chain link fence it's probably not going to slice their forehead open what it's going to do is it's going to make their cheeks really red and their foreheads red and their chins red and you're going to see scrapes and and stuff like that but they're not going to suddenly be gushing blood it's just not how it works. So they weren't doing the professional wrestling thing. They were going out there and they were pretty much, you know, of course, cooperating. You know, it was, I'm not saying it was a real fight, but they, they worked it like a real fight. Um, there were a couple of times where they did spin kicks and they slapped the leg. I wish they hadn't done that because outside of that, um, this was as realistic a wrestling match as I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I, it was riveting from beginning to end riveting and went 25 plus minutes and there were times where you know they they get boost bursts of energy and then there were times where they would just look at each other like man why are we fighting like we're such such close friends and then the pace would slow down and they would just kind of look at each other um and then they'd get another burst of energy and so it it wasn't done there was no um, there were no, what's the word I'm going for? Um, it was not formulaic. There was no formula okay. to this, no formula to this at all. And the rules were different too. You had to pin your opponent and then try to escape. And that's how you win. Oh, wow. I don't know if there was a time limit on how long you had to try to escape. I, I that I couldn't figure out, um, what I gathered is um, you could try to escape. And then once you were pulled back down, then you had to pin them again. That's kind of what I gathered from it. If you were pulled back down at all. Um, so uh, uh, not the boy got the first pin of the match, but it was off a roll up. So Tom wasn't really hurt. So, you know, trying to escape, she tried to escape really quickly. Didn't work. Um, but it got to the end and, uh, it, I mean, it was just brutal. Both their faces were swollen and scraped. Um, there were slaps that made me cringe. Um, mm. Tom got a three count after, uh, the twilight dream, I think it was, and just looked at Natsapoy, didn't go for the pin, instead picked her up and hit a brutal screwdriver and then got a second pin 
and climbed up. Natsupoi got to her feet and chased after Tom, who had one leg over the top. And Tom got her basically in a reverse chin lock chokehold and just held her there until Natsupoi passed out and then dropped her. The ref actually caught her and laid her gently down. Um, and Natsupoi just laid there and Tom caught over and got the win after 25 minutes. Um, it, it felt like art. It just felt like, I talk about Michael Bay wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And how, like, that's a, what, that's a lot of what AEW is to me is Michael Bay wrestling. And if you like Michael Bay, that's cool. This was Martin Scorsese wrestling. That's what this was. And it was just, it wasn't traditional. There are probably some people that might struggle a little bit with it because it's not what they're used to seeing. But man, like I was drawn into the story. And let me tell you this, uh, between that and the rematch they had two days later. Which I actually um, got to see. Which you got to see. I'm sold on Natsupoy. Natsupoy can be yeah. a She yes, can be a man. Hands manner. down. Yes. That return a, match. She used to be a comedy wrestler. Her first run in stardom, she was a pure comedy wrestler. And now, man, no, she, uh, she, she's a main event talent. She is. I'll tell you, I, I got to see the return match and was standard match, beautiful standard match, standard match but just yeah. beautifully worked. Yep, you could tell, even though I didn't know all the the history. You know, between the two, I knew there was a history, but I just didn't know the details and not having seen because even you telling me about that steel cage match and especially how it ended. And then to think about the return match, which not picks up the win. Yeah. And the emotion after the match. Yeah. Like after the ref counts three and she releases the the German suplex pinning position and you can just see tears already streaming down her face. She's crying. Yeah. and Oh, the back and forth afterwards between the two of them, her saying that, you know, how much she respects Tam and all that. And then uh, Tam, you know, I think there was like a challenge and Tam was like, you know, if you do that, just understand we will, your cosmic angels will uh, destroy you or something like yeah, that. For, was- for the pay-per-view on July 9th. Uh, Tom yeah. is going to lead Cosmic Angels. Natsupoi is going to take uh, uh, Donna Domando, and they're going to have a, a unit battle at the pay-per-view on July 9th. Natsupoi said yeah. they were one and one. That's not technically true because Natsupoi was Tom's first white belt defense, and Tom did beat her. Uh, but in this series, they are one and yes. one. Yes. And we were just talking about you know having rematches over and over, and this is a way to do it right. Like We knew they were going to have the second match. We, we knew that. They announced that weeks ago they're going to have the cage match and then two days later they're going to have a regular one-on-one match we knew that it was kind of part of the deal it was part of the story um and it it added to the story um and it didn't feel like it was it didn't feel like oh they're doing this again because we knew about it the whole time we said all right they're having one match and then they're having a second match so the whole thing is a story um and they they did the return match. They worked it differently. It was just as, like you said, it was beautifully worked, but it was a different story. Um, Tom was changing her offense. She was doing moves mm-hmm. she doesn't do. Um, and I, I told you before we went out, she made a body slam 
feel as brutal as, you know, any freaking uh, Canadian destroyer I've ever seen. Like I was wincing and writhing around on the couch every time she body slammed Natsupoy outside the ring. And she did it three times. She did it on the mat twice and then pulled the mat back and did it on the hard floor. And the sound it makes, oh man. Like they were making your basic wrestling moves feel like they always should. I mean, we're conditioned to seeing body slams and we don't think anything about them. But really they should hurt, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, I mean- on a small tangent, when you think about the evolution of wrestling in general from the apex, um, that you know, back in the day, people like a body slam that meant the end of the match, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. a back or body a drop. clothesline, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, back in like the Chief Wahoo McDaniel days, I yep. think that was his was like a clothesline, and it was lights out, you're a, done. A vertical <laughs> suplex, vertical suplex, yeah, was a finish, yeah. Um, and now and, these moves are like breathing air. We just don't paying attention to it. Right. It happens. It's just there. It's in the background. It's noise. Right. Um, but when you get a match like this, and as you say, she makes these body slams feel so impactful. That's amazing. That's great. It is. Yeah. And, you know, my three favorite wrestlers right now on the planet are Sasha. She still counts. Um, okay. Momo and Tom. They're my three favorite wrestlers and they all have, they're all good at everything, but they all have particular strengths. Like Sasha's biggest strength over everybody else is, is the way she structures a match to circumvent uh, the formulas that we're used to and to, to surprise us and not give us what we're used to seeing, giving us something new. Momo, what she has over everybody else is complete believability. She never slaps a leg everything she does looks like it's real and that she's not putting on a show. Tom is storytelling and really drawing you in using not just, like I said a minute ago, not just the story in ring, but the story outside of the ring. And I'll tell you, everybody that has a singles program with Tom comes out a better wrestler. Sayakamatani did it. I was not big on Sayakamatani. And then she had a pair of excellent matches with Tom. And since then, she's been better. She stopped doing a lot of the things. She's still, she's still getting there, but she stopped doing a lot of the things that I didn't like about her. Um, and I'm seeing that over and over with people who go in there with Tom. They learn so much from her. And um, if somebody looked at me and said, Tom Nakano is the best wrestler in the world, I'm not going to argue too much with him. I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay. So that, and again, I just declare those are the three that you feel are the three best wrestlers in the world right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm sure I, 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 making I sure I didn't Brian miss Danielson anything. After that, okay. I think. Yeah. Brian Danielson would be nice. I was just making sure we were defining between best or favorite. So, well, and they'd be my favorites too because they're the, like, because they're the best. But yeah. Okay. For you, it's kind of one and the same. It is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you if I mean, it's worth, you know, the, the eight bucks or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. If, if, you, if you're not part of Stardom World, definitely check it out. I mean, yeah. again, less than 10 bucks. Yeah. By the yeah, time you yeah. hear this, that that cage match will be up on Stardom World. Um, and oh, my God, just again, it's not paced like what you're used to seeing. It's different. 
but think about the backstory and watch their faces, watch their expressions, look at how they look at each other. Um, look at the emotion and, and the intensity. And when they pull back, think about why they're pulling back. What are they thinking? Like it, it's, it's, it's genius storytelling. It really is. No, I can't wait to watch them. I'm so stoked, yeah. especially finally getting to hear about them. I am super, super pumped. But um, we also want to use this as kind of a lead-in for our, our main event talk, what we'd like to kind of do a little deep dive in or have a conversation about. And that's gimmick matches. Yeah, because um, it's got me thinking. Like, Stardom has never done these before. And so a cage match, like when they announced a cage match on Raw, what was it, Omos and Bobby Lashley not that long ago? Uh-huh. Um, I was like, eh, cool, I guess. Yeah, like, like, all right. Um but here it, it mattered. It yeah. mattered that the, even having two on the same show, they both felt they were different. They were worked differently. They, they, they uh, gave us different things, um, but they also felt just more important by nature of the cage being involved. Um, and I think that major promotions here on the Western side of the globe can learn a lot from this type of, of thinking. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, one of my biggest, uh, well, I guess uh, criticisms, gripes. Um, I don't like like with WWE that they have specific pay per views that are gimmicked. Right. Yeah. Because then you know it's like, oh, we're building to Money in the Bank. Yeah. We're building to Hell in a Cell. You know, whatever, yeah. what have you. Um, Extreme Rules. Whereas. You know, before we got into this cycle of where they they did this back in the day when we were watching, whether it be the most of the attitude errors, when we started to get a lot of the gimmick matches coming out or the creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, oh, we get this blow off and this out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's going to be in hell in a cell at Judgment Day. And it's like, oh, what is this? What's going on? This has gravitas. This has huge importance and mm-hmm. adds to this story and this event. As opposed to just knowing, well, next month is Money in the Bank month, or next month yeah. is uh, Elimination. Hell in a Cell. Hell in yeah. a Cell. Yeah. You know, I kind of get it with Money in the Bank because there's a schedule to it. Like you have a year to cash in Money in the Bank. Um, well, that's true. That's the one I can that kind of gets in the a bank. little bit of a pass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the others have the match when the storyline calls for it. Um, because if this had just been, oh, it's time to have a steel cage match on the stardom show and they just kind of pick two people to have it. I'm not saying it wouldn't have been a good match. I'm sure, you know, depending on who they picked, um, but it probably would have, but it would not have had the same, like you said, the word you used was gravitas um, that this match had. So um, there's not only that's part of it. That's part of it is, is, um, you know, having a, on a schedule and so being obligated to give this sort of gimmick match that should be saved for something but there's also a tendency to overdo it now they did okay this year at hell in a cell they only had one hell in a cell match but last year they had four in a week yeah because they had one on smackdown and then they had three they had one on smackdown they had two on hell in a cell then they had one on raw yeah it's like 
oh, what the heck, guys? <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. And again, Stardom had two cage matches, but they're the first two in the history of the company. It's not like, you know, every time they have a cage match, they have two cage matches. And they were presented very differently as well. Um, so I'll give them a, a pass on that one. And I don't think that's something that they would do normally. Um, but when you overdo it, it also becomes less special. And something that AEW overdoes, maybe not a gimmick match, but they overdo the blood thing completely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, because they do it too often. Yeah. Too often, because here we got blood and guts. And it seems like every two months, maybe, we've got some match that is over-the-top violent. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a crutch. Each... Huh? It's a crutch. And, yeah. and to, to me, it feels like, I don't know whose idea it is to have the blood. It could be AEW's idea, Tony Khan's idea. It could be the talent's idea. I'm not really sure. Um, and I, sometimes it's fine if you know, if the person who's bleeding is comfortable with it and they want to do it, okay. But I, I feel like when you do it all the time, it shows a lack of faith in the talent. Because it, it, it's part like, of that. It, it's a Foley cheap pop. Except Foley's in on the cheap pop. Like, he does it as a joke when he says, you know, the name of the town he's in. Yeah. But it's when you have, they know it's going to get a reaction. And you, you see it anytime there's blood in a match, fans go crazy over it and they say, Oh, match of the night, match of the year, just because there's blood in it, but not necessarily. That Tom right. Natsupoy match didn't have one drop of blood, not one. They didn't need it because they knew how to tell a story without the crutch. True. But then you do, I mean, on the other side, you do have uh, people like Daniel Bryan, who, you know, has, has said in interviews that's one of the reasons he's like you know i want to bleed vince i'm gonna go bleed i want to bleed you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. yeah not like the reason he left but um that is he one wants thing he the, was looking the option he wants the option for yeah. the storytelling for what have you yeah and um, i think the option should be there yes i just don't think you uh, should use it all there. like i i freaking love pizza but i don't eat it every day it's true I work with it and I don't eat it every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe you eat it at all. (laughs) You're working with it all the time. I don't eat it near as much as I used to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure, yeah. Um, But yeah, so yeah, it's just that it's that oversight because I was going to make a a joke which isn't, couldn't be accurate, but wow. Uh, I was going to say WWE has more uh, gimmick matches than stardom has time limit draw, <laughs> but that's not possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, no, it's not. And that's something stardom overdoes that I think they should yes. pull back on. Um, and something that doesn't feel as special in stardom that I won't say feels special elsewhere, but doesn't feel as overdone is like big six and eight person tag matches. Because that's the bulk of what stardom does on the regular shows. It's like six woman tags, eight woman tags. They do it a lot. Um, Now, they're trying to cram everybody onto every show, basically. And that's really why they do it. Um, But it's a bit of a trade Stardom's all about the units. So it makes a little bit more sense that they do it. Yes. But there's a trade-off in making those tag matches feel less special it makes the one-on-one matches feel more special and if i had to choose what would i prefer to feel more special i definitely choose the one-on-one matches 
to feel more great. Yeah. I mean, I love tag team wrestling and I'm glad that, you know, at least in some areas, and that's one thing I do uh, champion AEW for is they make their tag division feel important. They do. I agree. And their champions feel like top of the card champions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. like, I mean, the talk about, you know, Dax with FTR possibly getting tag team of the year and wrestler of the year individually. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's tremendous whether he gets it or not. I think that's awesome. He's in the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I do like that. I, 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 in stardom, I like that trade-off to where yes, the, the, the multi-person matches do not feel as special, Mm -hmm. but their singles matches really feel like you're watching something important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when they want to make especially their main event ones and when they want to make it a big tag, tag match feel special they have ways to do it and they have done it before like you know the the where momo turned heel um yeah stuff like or the the ladder matches that they had in december um so they have ways to do it when they want to um i really wish i i, I mean i wish wwe would make survivor series all tag elimination matches again um I, I miss and it. i don't so yeah, <laughs> I do too. And I know not everybody feels that way. A lot of people don't like it, but I mean, I do. And it was at least something different, right? Um, and I think they have the opportunity to, to do that and make it feel special if they want to. Because uh, they don't do a whole lot of, they used to do a lot of like eight-man tags and six-man tags. They don't really do that a whole lot anymore. So no. I think they, they could do that with Survivor Series and, and make it feel special. Well, we get now people. usually like one. It's usually just mm-hmm. brand versus brand, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, in general, like Raw used to be filled with like six man match main events and yeah. eight man tag main events and well, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And not so much anymore. Um, so by pulling back on that, Survivor Series could be special again if they wanted it to be, if they yes. wanted to do the eight or 10 person tag elimination matches. But I don't think they will. Um, but they could. They have that opportunity because it's not as common as as it once was um and what made that fun was you're seeing people who you know either don't normally team up team up or who aren't normally facing off against each other facing off against each other and you're seeing people who don't normally lose lose because you see these big 10-man tags you're like oh man like either that guy's got to lose or that guy's got to lose and neither of them ever lose so who's losing who's going to be eliminated at least one of them's got to be and so that made it fun um and they could still do that but I, I agree. Know. I, I would think, love I it. I don't think they see that as an opportunity. Yeah, I think it, unfortunately, I think it's of two minds is that they feel, well, I don't know. It's just weird to say that they feel that, you know, a loss like that, which would, in those kind of matches are going to be a little cleaner than most because they kind of have to be, even though you can still get counted out and DQ'd in those matches. Yeah. You can still have screwy finishes and screwy yeah. ways for people to go out. So, there's not really, I don't think, a hurdle you have to cross there. I think they just put too much into this. They're they're feeding into their own hype that their brand split is super special. And mm-hmm. it's not. People show up on the other show all the time. Your brand split doesn't feel really like a brand split. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they'll pull whoever they want to the other show for whatever reason <laughs> at, at mm-hmm. moment's notice. Yeah. Um, do they but do they it still that make... much lately, though? I haven't really picked up on them doing it a whole lot lately. Uh, well, I mean, Riddle and 
and Orton back oh, and yeah, forth. The they Usos. Yeah. Well, the Usos uh, are the tag champions for both brands, though. So, well, well yes, that. but before yeah. that, you know, they were just going back and forth. Yeah. Um, but to me, it just doesn't. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's that special anymore for Survivor Oh, the Raw champion. What are you going to do mm-hmm. in Survivor Series this year? What's your, yeah. what's your main event? Yeah. Is Roman going to wrestle himself? Yeah. Are the Usos going to wrestle themselves? Well, they could wrestle each other, I guess. They could. They could. Yes. Um, you could hang it on that. And <laughs> that'd be funny. It's like, I'm going to challenge you for your two championships. <laughs> so one guy. Yeah. So me, I'm Jimmy the Uso, and champions. I am the tag team champions. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> no Kane, though. You keep your ass out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don't ever come back. Yep. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. But yeah, it's like, so I'm wondering, maybe they are, maybe they're going to go back to form. That would be great if because of this, they've painted themselves into a corner and like, oh, wait, we better do some multi-man matches. Let's go yeah. retro Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I'd, would be great. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I just don't think the brand versus brand carries weight anymore as a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I just don't think people care. That, like Survivor Series is not one that I super look forward to anymore. And it used I- to be one of my favorites. I, I don't mind the brand versus brand because we are we do get to see matches we don't see a whole lot of, especially when it comes to the Universal versus World Champion. But I I still prefer the yeah. the tag matches with people who have personal issues on opposite teams. Um, it was a lot of fun back when they did this, yeah. you know, in '88 through really '95. Really, is okay, the last yeah. year. That they, they kind of skipped it in 92, then they had like one elimination match in 92, but then went back to it in 93. And then 96 is really kind of where it ended being every match or most yeah. every match. Um and it was it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it and it gave us some some pretty darn good tag matches too. So, you know, I don't know. It it, it it's just part of the it's part of Peacock. So it's not like you're trying to sell a bunch of pay-per-views. Like you can be a little experimental with Survivor Series again if you want to and test the waters with that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Because I mean, from a network standpoint, if your point is, you know, you know, I because I want the show that's on my brand or, or my network, the brand that's on my network to look superior you wouldn't want a pay-per-view that's brand, you know, brand versus yeah. brand. Right. Because you don't want to like, Oh, we have the inferior show because our guys lost the ones that we, we present yeah. to you for two, three hours a week is the B show. We're not as yeah. good as what's on Fox or vice versa, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you still want to mix, you can mix the teams. You can have three raw people team up with two SmackDown people against three raw people and two SmackDown people. And, and, and why can't it be, okay, I'm the, you know, if let's, let's say fantasy booking riddle wins money in the bank, which I think he might, and uses that as an excuse to get another shot at, at Roman. And because riddle is so over right now becomes at least the raw 
you know, the WWE, the WWE champion. champion. And then we get the Survivor Series, and it's Team Riddle versus We the Ones, you know, the family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bloodline. Bring up Solo, Solo Sokoa, and you got four guys right there. Yeah. And you get Riddle and three buddies. <laughs> yeah. Orton, maybe we're going to be back by then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you could easily do that. Um, and I, I hope they do. I really do. Yeah. Then you can still have your champion versus your brand versus brand, but let that try to make stories in there within them to make it mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the point being stardom did very well here because it's not yes, like yes. now they're going to have a bunch of cage matches. They're not, they haven't had a yeah. single ladder match since that pay-per-view in December, not one. Um, so there's something to be gleaned from this. Um, first of all, oh, not first of all, cause we've already talked about like eight things. Ninth of all, um, <laughs> it, inc- it, it, something else it does is it increases the quality of your gimmick matches. Because you're not trying to figure out, oh, I've got a cage match. We've already had 14 this year. What can I do that's different from the other ones? So it makes it easier on the talent because they have more options to to tell a story. And they don't have and, that top that mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I've got to yep. do what, what tops the biggest move from the last cage match or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but also, you know, look at that Tom Natsupoy cage match and you don't have to do crazy stuff to have a match of the year. They didn't do anything crazy. They went out there and they told one of the best stories I've seen in a wrestling match in my entire fandom, um, without doing anything really that crazy. And yeah, everybody can learn from that. They, yeah, they walked out with some bumps and bruises, but they didn't shorten their careers in that cage match. They didn't do anything to shorten their careers. Um, that's the hallmark of an excellent professional wrestler. Agreed. Well, I mean, because I mean, as the return match, I thought, you know, they made it look like someone could have been hurt more in that match. <laughs> yeah. Just the way yeah. that it played out and the way they mm-hmm. did the attentiveness to them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah. that is uh, something I don't that, like. That, that spin kick, that spin kick that Natsupoy hit to Tom's face. Holy crap. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> like lightning. Oh, was, yeah. Like lightning. Yeah. Suddenly, Tom had just been kicked in the face. Like, I didn't. Like, like, hey, what? Like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't see it start. Yeah. Natsupoy is an honest to God ninja. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's Crazy. come so far. She's come so far. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, she she has been growing on me a lot. Natsupoy is is just again a lot better than I think she gets credit for. And mm-hmm. as you talk about, I think it's amazing because I didn't realize that she was just a comedy bit when she came in. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that she's went from this to that. Yeah. Um. That's fantastic. Um. But yeah, stardom. Uh having an example of how you should use your gimmick match. Yes. Cause we may never, we may not see another cage match for six months to a year for stardom. We Maybe don't know more than that. Who knows? Yeah. It could be longer than that. It could be years. Um, Maybe never, which who knows, 
And when we do get another one, it's going to be like, wow, okay. Yeah. It's going to have meaning. Yes. Yeah. And that's the and that's the problem, I guess, here in the West. Well, I mean, with WWE and with AEW, mm-hmm. Impact. I mean, pretty much any of the American promotions, really. I mean, Impact had a big um, that was all cage matches. Yeah. Um, but uh, Lockdown. Mm-hmm. TNA Lockdown. Um, but... Yeah, it's like they were running out of ideas mm-hmm. for for gimmick matches. Yeah, and that's why they don't feel important because there are so many of them—not just so many cage matches and and what what have you, but so many different variations on a street fight or a yeah. false count anywhere. Or uh, I mean, one that we don't get as much, which I enjoy, is the submission matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. mostly because I love that you have that option on video games, but we don't see nearly as many submission matches in no. actual wrestling. No. Uh, few and far between. Um, Iron Man matches at least haven't been overused, I don't feel. No, no. I don't think Vince likes them. We don't get them that often. And I think it's, I can only, I don't know, pal, I can only show Cody's like two talents for an hour. I don't know. It's, that's not good for me. Not yeah. a bad advertising. And when they do them, they're 30 minutes. They don't do the hour yeah. ones anymore. It's my favorite gimmick match, to be honest, because it opens up for so many possible stories to tell, stories that you don't see in any other type of match. Um, well, yeah, and, but we never get them. I mean, without, and I, I don't know, how long did uh, the cage match go with, with Tom and Natsupoy? 25 minutes and change. Did it have a time limit? Uh, I'm sure it did, but I'm, I missed the announcement. I mean, with the way it's structured, it was basically an, an Iron Man match. Because one well, pinfall does not the match make. <laughs> right. Well, but an Iron Man match, if you get the most pins, you win. Like, in theory. Sure, I just meant in the, yeah. uh, uh, I guess, the move selection with how you structure that match, because you have to have more than one pinfall. Uh, I well, you don't think have for to. It to. You don't have to, but. Right. Um, for the way that they did tell it, they did have multiple pinfalls. They did, um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I like the Iron Man match too. Um, mm. I don't know if it's my favorite gimmick match. Um, well, and again, it, I guess it just depends. Do I do we consider the Royal Rumble as a gimmick match? <laughs> That's oh, definitely yeah. one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as gimmicks that are used in a like a one on one, right. Type yeah, scenario. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. If it hadn't gotten run into the ground, I would say hell in the cell, for personal mm-hmm. reasons, because we were there to see one yeah. of the you know like the like yeah. the second one mm-hmm. ever. Um, I think technically it was, so it was the third. I think they did a very fast Foley Kane one on Raw before. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Before King of the um, Ring, yeah. But still, before the, you know, it was, we have at least one every year, two or three every year, five yeah. every year. Um, I, love how, I love how they theme a pay-per-view around it, but then they might use it in another pay-per-view two months down the road right. or yeah. at WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of gimmick matches not used properly, especially here. Uh, in America, in American yeah. wrestling, mm-hmm. but uh, stardom doing it right, yeah. And I can't wait to watch it, I really can't, yeah. It, yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 art. That match was I, art. If I don't get to squeeze it in before I get, we're definitely going to set at least twenty five minutes aside. So I yeah, watch we'll it. watch it this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I want to rewatch it together sure. anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I might just wait and okay, just, I'll just watch it with you. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Yeah. So hey, you know we were worried we wouldn't have enough to talk about today. <laughs> man we just barreled on yeah oh man but that's okay but hey let's hit our may young give them a hand awards for the week thank you so much um what was your favorite match <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, the rematch was about as good honestly as the cage match they were both just unbelievable. Um, I, I, I'll lean the cage match just because it was a little different in the first of the two. Um, but I mean, that, that, that pair of matches just couldn't be topped this week. But I'll, I'll lean the cage match between Tom and Nutsboy. And uh, for me, if I hadn't gotten to watch the return match before we started recording, um, I probably would have said live in Alexa okay. as far as what I've gotten to see this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like that one. I liked the elimination match, but like I say, so predictable. Mm-hmm. We just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I like Mandy and Nikita. Uh, but no, the return match was just tremendous yeah. on every level. Yeah. So easily my match of the week. Um, who do you think had the performance of the week? <laughs> Look, there's going to be a theme to, <laughs> to these uh, May Young Awards for me this week. Uh, I mean, it, I can't give it to one over the other. Uh, I mean, Tom and Natsapoy. Tom and Natsapoy. They, they went out there and they, they just gave two matches that were unlike any matches I've seen before and just told amazing stories and made me feel like I haven't felt while watching wrestling in such a long time. I definitely understand that because I didn't get to see the whole saga. I I won't nod to one of them for my favorite performance of the week. I will actually um, have to go. I'm laughing for my, uh, my favorite moment of the week it popped in my head uh but uh uh my performance of the week I, mm, tough to call tough to call uh yeah i really don't know i'm really i'm drawing a blank because everything i did nothing just super stands out i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say i don't have one this week for for performer favorite performer i just don't I, I mean, as far as not just good match, but uh, I guess the overall stands out from either, you know, a promo segment or a storyline segment that I really, really thought stood out. I didn't have one this week. Well, you did get to see the return match, though. So, <laughs> yeah, but that is also more for just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. I just I look at it a little differently. Not so much like for the good match, which I think includes storytelling. When I say what's my favorite match of the week, that's for that performance is for. And when I say that, I guess maybe I mean who I thought had the best week. 
It's really uh, wrestler of, of the week. It's kind yeah, of like what, gross. when we first established it, that's kind of what I, what I had. Yeah. Like the spotlight that I would show of something that, that really stood out to me and grabbed me. And yes, the match grabbed me. Um, but who's your wrestler of the week? And it can be based on anything. It can be based on a match or it can be based on a promo or it can be that's based true. on an accomplishment. It can be based on a combination. It can be based on whatever. Yeah. But if you had to give um, a wrestler of the week or a tie, like I did, um, it's true. All right. I'm going to go because we didn't, we didn't talk about it. We alluded <laughs> to it uh, last week. We didn't really allude to it this week, but I will say this just because I'm glad she's got some gold, even though it's just the 24 seven title. I will give it to Dewdrop. She's your new 24 okay. seven champion. Well, I mean, she lost it back. Dana's the champion well, again, but <laughs> she lost it back before the end of the segment. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah yeah she won the match and then it changed hands like several times uh and then dana went back before the end of the segment yeah well damn <laughs> still do drop good on you <laughs> <laughs> all right good for you for almost winning the elimination match this week <laughs> for being the last one eliminated congratulations do drop you're really uh you're coming along Congratulations for being the biggest foil to Becky Lynch this right. week that she yeah. had to overcome. Oh man, what a cop out! Um, All uh, right, what's your favorite some... moment of the week, Steve? Okay, okay. Well, and the original, it's become favorite moment, but originally it was something you loved. What's something you? Okay, loved, well, right. What did you love this week? Okay, and when I when I came up with this, my my original thinking behind something you loved was like a booking decision. I loved, and it's, it's not going to be Tom and Nutsboy, but it is going to be Stardom. Um, I love that the main event of that pay-per-view was Stars and Queen's Quest. No God's Eye, no Donna Del Mondo. God's Eye and Donna hey. Del Mondo have overtaken so much, but the main event of this pay-per-view were Stardom Originals, Stars, Queen's Quest, and I'm glad that they got the spotlight and didn't have to, to give it to the newcomers. Okay. And I like this. Let's get back to what we originally meant for these these things. I do mm-hmm. want to add one though, mm-hmm. um, because I do like highlighting super funny moments, and I like saving yeah. them for the end of the show. So we'll have our favorite funny moment if we had one. If you have one, all right, uh, to throw in, but that'll be last. Uh, so my favorite booking decision is I really liked on NXT this week. We had a return to look at how many women segments we had and look oh, how much yeah. the women were featured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I like it and I want them to keep it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, this it's like show start. Keep showing me that. Hey, yeah. A woman show that's woman centric for an hour is a viable thing. Very much. <laughs> very much come on yep. <laughs> if you treat them uh, like they're important the audience will see them as being important yeah because i mean and look everything that happened on nxt i care about the cora jade and roxanne and toxic attraction thing going on i care about the nikita lions and mandy rose feud that might happen i care about the lash legend uh all the fire stuff going on they're making me care about that that's yep. awesome um what else do we have uh the Indy Hartwell. Yeah. Match. That was a great match. I really dig what they're doing there. I mean, come on. 
I'm yeah. loving the attention that NXT is given to the women. So yeah. I applaud that. So yeah. that is my favorite. Interesting uh, that's that what Keanu I love James this week beat Indy Hartwell too. That's yeah going somewhere. Yeah. yeah. First big win for Keanu James, really. Yes. And I think yeah. I, I like her. I think she's got she's got some chops. I think I'm, I'm excited to see more from her. Yeah. With other opponents. Um, she needs to get a little better where, at, at when she did something smart. Like she likes to point to her brain like she's smart, but sometimes she'll do it like after a body slam. <laughs> like, yeah, look but, how smart I am. I just body slam. No, no, no. You gotta you gotta do it after you did something that's actually smart. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> um but and, where is Eo Shiraz? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I've been wondering that too. I mean, come on. Um, do you have a favorite humorous moment anecdote? From the week you'd like to share not that's jumping out at me no for me the one uh the, i i was just chuckling and laughing so hard uh during the cena you know the beginning of raw where he's walking he's handshaking everybody and hugs and all this stuff becky's just sitting on top oh yes of the thing and gives him the sad way like yeah. i'm super depressed i was like yeah. that is amazing yeah i did catch that that was that was good yeah so yeah. it's like it, it took i didn't like the becky as a heel until we got to the downward spiral now yeah. i really like what she's doing with the character mm-hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the whole yeah. just being super depressed and all, I think that's great. So yeah, um, I really liked the the sad wave. That was fun yeah, for me. It was. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, but yeah, so that's our show. That's it. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be uh, back again, uh, hopefully at our normal time next week. We're hoping. Yeah. For um, us, it's still a normal time us. for you, but hopefully we'll yes. be back. we'll be recording on Thursday. Uh, and we'll be talking about everything. I will have seen the cage match and i'll weigh yes. in with my own personal thoughts on that but we'll i will see thor if we do it on thursday yes yeah. yes i'm hope i will definitely see it yeah i just don't know if it will be thursday it depends on yeah. work but um but i uh, will see it by the well not by the time we record you will have seen it so if it's thursday that we record yeah yeah so but uh but anyway we'll also be talking money in the bank uh mm-hmm. results yeah, against uh, all sure odds. Some thoughts for against all odds and any other cool stuff that happens. Maybe we'll have a big return at Money in the Bank. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out some more information about Sasha and Naomi and everything going on there. And who knows what might happen at Blood and Guts tonight. Yeah. So that's it. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy Money in the Bank and against all odds and anything else out there or just whatever you're doing. Have a safe weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Can't wait to have you back. We're done. Take us out, Steve. Not done it.